doing what I do, the reason why I'm, I would say I'm pretty brave in my work, I'm, I'm the person who will try something even if I don't think it'll work out. And I spend a lot of time doing that, a lot of time trying things that I'm not 100% sure this is going to come through. And the reason why I am that way now is because I realized that I have to, I have to have the, the signature, the product that, that defines me in order to have longevity. Um, and, and that what that kind of aha moment is what has allowed my work to grow and develop and continue to grow. Welcome to the We Are Photographers podcast from Creative Live. I'm your host, Kenna Klosterman, bringing you true stories from behind the lens and behind the lives of your favorite photographers, filmmakers, and creative industry game changers. From their struggles to their wins, we get the real human stories about why they do what they do. I believe there is something to learn from everyone's story. Listen, get inspired, and discover why in the end, your creative journey is all worth it. Kesha Lambert is an international wedding and portrait photographer, a speaker, and educator based in New York. She calls herself a recovering lawyer, and Kesha's fascination with photography inspired a career change and a focus in weddings. Her work has been published by People Magazine, New York Times, Essence, Inside Weddings, Munalucci Bride, Huffington Post, Black Bride Magazine, and many more. I'm personally drawn to Kesha's photography because she has this way of telling stories with images that are epic while being extremely intimate and emotional at the same time. This is We Are Photographers with Kesha Lambert, and this is her story. So Kesha, welcome to Creative Live. Thank you, Kenna. Thank you so much for having me and for the warm welcome. <laughs> Excited to chat with you. You are so welcome. So uh, first of all, I hope that you and your family are doing well. Um, of course, we are recording this in the, the COVID times, and we're recording this live on Creative Live TV, uh, which is our new channel where we are bringing folks to the kitchens, living rooms, home offices of creatives and entrepreneurs all over the world to both entertain and inspire and connect us all. So if you are tuning in right now to the live version and you're on Creative Live TV, click on open into the chat. If you're walking, watching on Facebook or YouTube, let Kesha and I know where it is that you are tuning in from. And uh, Lee, I'm going to give you a high because he says, can I get a high from the UK? So you got one. <laughs> um, so, so Kesha, where are you and how's your family doing? We're, we're well. We have no, I have no complaints. Um, everyone is in good health. Um, we are saving off cabin fever with a few walks here and there and just keeping, keeping um, busy, finding ways to, to entertain the boys outdoor and inside and everyone's in good spirit. Um, we've slowed down tremendously and um, it's been good. So I think that's a couple of important things there. Um, a, you're you're a portrait photographer, but you're also a wedding photographer and an incredible wedding photographer. Your work is stunning. If you all haven't seen Kesha's work, go check her work out at her website or her Instagram at Kesha Lambert. Uh, and and you're a mom of three boys, right? And two of them are twins. So yeah. here here you are. Uh, wedding industry is kind of slowed down, I would say, for, for right now, um, and you've got the kids at home. Um, how, how is that, what are you doing in terms of your, your business, and um, how are you approaching that right now? So with the business, there, there's always a ton of things that you can be doing for your business, and so I've been doing that. Um, a lot of, so part of uh, continuing to run the wedding business is that we are still talking to couples, planning their wedding. So aside from contending with our existing couples who need to postpone and change, make changes, we're also still um, have, having virtual consult, consultations with people having 2021 and 2022 weddings. 
And, um, and so that's keeping us busy. Uh, I'm also, there are a ton of things you can do to, in terms of uh, the back end things like marketing and um, just getting your branding updated and things like that. So I'm working on a lot of projects for the business and, and that's been keeping, keeping me busy. <laughs> Tell me about uh, your first then destination wedding. Cause again, like this concept of travel plus photography, like what, um, what was that experience like for you? Was it any different than your, your weddings here? Or was it exciting for you or what, how did that go down? It's well, so it is always exciting to um, get to go to a destination that's outside of, you know, we're in the New York City tri-state area. So we frequent a lot of the same venues. So it's very inspiring to go somewhere that you're, you're not frequently going to and, and seeing beautiful new places, interesting new places. So that element is always exciting. Um, one thing I learned coming into this, because I think as a photographer, we very much would love to just take beautiful photos all the time and not think about back-end things. But one of the things I learned very early on after doing my very first uh, destination wedding that was in the Bahamas at Atlantis, and I quoted it too low. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it wasn't like, you know, I didn't educate myself before providing this quote to, like, to this couple, wonderful couple. But um, what I learned very early on, I learned a lesson very early on is that on the business side of it, um, after turning down uh, a wedding for the same weekend that wasn't on their wedding date, but was actually the day before their wedding, um, I learned that it really is, while it is exciting and, and fun and inspiring for the creative side of me, for the business end of things, I really needed to get my ducks in a row and really kind of put some thought and actually calculate numbers in order to price these, these uh, weddings out correctly. Oh, that's a very important lesson learned, uh, yes. especially, <laughs> you know, you, you, it takes that extra time and effort and getting there and all of that. Uh, and right. I mean, I think that's, I, I want to go back then to you, you starting your photography business, um, as um, people may not know, that you were a lawyer as well. So you're a mom, you're a lawyer, you're a photographer, an educator. Uh, so, and I I read um, that you, because of course first you think like, oh, you know, did you take take the big leap and um, say, you know. I don't want to do this anymore. I want to do this. But I read that you, your story was a little bit different in that circumstances happened and you realized like a change of mindset where it was like, you didn't have to follow the mold that maybe you thought you did when you were growing up. So can you tell us a little bit about um, being a lawyer and, and then being a photographer? Sure. Sure. So it's interesting. Both have, I'd say photography, a little earlier on than becoming a lawyer, but both have been kind of like, this is what I wanted to be when I grow up um, as a child. And I come from a very strict West Indian uh, uh, background, Jamaican parents, education first. And so you have to do something with your life. You have to have a profession. And so I, it was without question, that's what I was going to do. And I did it. And um, I just, while I love practicing um, photography was always there. I never for once thought that I would be earning a living with photography. It was a creative outlet for me. It was my peace of mind. It was my fun. And then it started to grow into more while I was, you know, while I had my legal career, it started to grow into more. Uh, it started to become freelancing and side hustle and all that wonderful stuff. But I still never made that like a bold decision to say, this is what I'm going to do. I got a, a boot in the butt <laughs> um, out of what I thought was a very secure uh, job uh, during the financial downturn. And I was expecting twins. And it just kind of made me, my first, my initial reaction was scrambling, like, what are we going to do? And I realized it made me kind of 
I got to a point of like calm where I just started to rethink everything and uh, our family was growing. We have our, we had one son and two on the way and it just changed my mindset about what I wanted to do. Well, I, I always find this really interesting because I think a lot of us out there feel that if we're working for somebody else, often that that is the secure thing. And, and of course, maybe not at the current moment right now in this current environment, but that, and yet we, you know, you kind especially if it's, you're in a profession where you're, you know, like you said, a lawyer or working for a big company or what have you, I worked in corporate marketing and it was like, oh yeah, you know, it's a, it's, it's secure. And yet, it's nothing is. And so coming to that revelation, I think you wrote something about um, the sentiment being like, I didn't need permission to go ahead with my dream job. So was there a moment when you like had that revelation? And what did that feel like for you? It felt it was very freeing. um, Because when you get the rug pulled out from under you, it, it just, it, it was this aha moment that I was, this was the serious uh, way of making a living. This was the most reliable way. And photography, uh, you know, you look at the stats <laughs> for what um, career success is for the average photographer. And it doesn't look so promising, but that aha moment was a sort of freedom for me to, and, and a green light for me to start doing what I wanted to do. Um, and, and I, I, I never looked back. <laughs> I wasn't um, the most organized in the world in the beginning. The saying is you jump and build a plane on the way down. That was me. Um, but that I, I needed the, the rug to be pulled out from under me for me to get, have that realization. And, and, I still believe that whether you work uh, full-time or you're an entrepreneur, business owner, self-employed, that you should be diversified because if anything, this pandemic has taught us is that everything is equally insecure <laughs> or equally secure if you want to frame it in a positive light. They're, they're all left. The playing field is level. Yep. And um, I think that should, you know, you have one life to live. Um, and you don't want to come to to the, the close of that life having questions about what if or or regret. And um, and I think there's a sense of freedom in pursuing the thing that makes you feel fulfilled. And um, it is not easy all the time. I've had many successes, but I've had many many lows. And I, I but that motivation. Uh, of doing something that I really truly gives me a sense of fulfillment is what helps me to push through the lows. And it's why I'm still here <laughs> years later um, working for myself. Can you give us a story about one of those lows and, and how, like, was there a moment where you thought like, I am going to throw in the towel. Um, but you like what motivated you to to work through that so the very early on and and even um when I first started out it wasn't my very first wedding so my very first wedding that I shot lead was back in 2011 Uh, I still wasn't a full-time wedding photographer it wasn't my focus but it was the first time that I went out and on my own and lead shot a wedding And that went well. And it gave me all this confidence, like, wow, I can do weddings. You know, I really started marketing myself for weddings more, made that my focus. And I got results and started booking more couples. And one of the things that I I encountered um, is an unhappy client, someone who um, looked, you know, received their photos and they were just, terribly disappointed with the outcome and as an artist that's a tough pill to swallow we are as much as you know we'd like to say that we aren't it it, we want our 
couples to be happy. That's the end goal for them to be blown away, for them to be happy. But on top of that, it's also like a bruise to your mojo <laughs> when someone is like, oh, what is this? And um, one of the things I realized and one of the reasons why I'm able to still be here is that, and one of the results, I'm skipping all over the place, but one of the results of that, getting that feedback from that couple was that I started to adjust myself as an artist and started trying to people please. I started to try to do the things that I thought they wanted instead of defining myself and coming into my own and developing as a photographer. And that was a very, it was a mistake early on because what would set me apart? You know, being a wedding photographer in business is a balance between providing your art and also making people happy, but being true to your art is what will draw the people to you. And I had to learn that through trial and error. And the, the reason that I'm still here <laughs> doing what I do, the reason why I'm, I would say I'm pretty brave in my work, I'm, I'm the person who will try something even if I don't think it'll work out. And I spent a lot of time doing that, a lot of time trying things that I'm not 100% sure this is going to come through. And the reason why I am that way now is because I realized that I have to, I have, to have the, the, the signature, the product that, that defines me in order to have longevity. Um, and and that, what, that kind of aha moment is what has allowed my work to grow and develop and continue to grow. So there are a number of things there. I mean, first of all, like you said, it, they're learning that you shouldn't try to be everything to everyone, you know, is definitely a trait of a lot of the photographers that I speak with on this podcast and you know, teach on Creative Live. Uh, because if you take that one person's feedback, you know, it's, it's like that could lead you totally astray from who you are and your work is definitely has this signature look. Um, I was thinking about the words that describe it to me and the words like cinematic and um, epic and uh, <laughs> emotional are, are things that came to me. And it's, it's um, it, because it is this coherent look. So your clients, potential clients know what they're coming to you for. And there are a lot of things, like you said, that are unexpected um, so I'm curious about sort of some of those traits. So that, that cinematic, cinematic part, the sort of fashion forward part, um, were you, are you super into fashion, um, <laughs> movies or like what, what defined how, how that aspect into your, came about in your work? So it's interesting, the things that excite me in my work and the things that you, the influences you'll find in my work don't necessarily mirror who I am personally. Interesting. So I wouldn't, <laughs> so like, I love fashion. Like I've walked into the bride suite or even the groom suite and seen shoes that almost brought me to tears. Like I love, love, love fashion. And um, I love, you'll find there's a sultry element to my work. Um, and so I'm not necessarily sultry. <laughs> and if you know me while I am, I, I would like to say I'm fashionable, but I am not very daring with color. You'll almost always find me in all black. So today I'm wearing a color, which is like rare sighting. And, and so while I love fashion, I love bold color. You probably won't find me wearing anything outstanding. <laughs> um, but so that's, it's, maybe I'm living vicariously through my work. <laughs> right, right. No, I think that's yeah. super, that's super interesting because it's what you're, or you are, and, or you're bringing that out in what the clients that you have, um, what, what their, what you're highlighting, what their interests are, if they have, right. I mean, some of the bridal gowns that are in some of your signature pieces are just out of this world. Um <laughs> And so, so then flipping to the, the emotional part of your work um, and, and capturing those intimate moments, 
I did read, and we were talking about this earlier before we went live, uh, that you're an introvert and um, that you also are able to sort of an empath where you can feel what people are feeling, which I think is interesting in that it's it's challenging uh, at times, but yet was there a moment where you realized that you were had that empath uh, capability and that then you kind of flipped that to an advantage? It definitely served me well. Um, and I real, I've known this about myself for a while now. Um, just, just observing how I feel, I, I literally will cry <laughs> or feel joy, um, feel tension. I absorb the mood of the room and I feel it. But it serves me well because I am attuned to what is happening. I'm attuned to those little nuanced things that happen on the wedding day, those little tiny in-between things that um, are fleeting, but they are very much uh, rich with emotion and rich with feeling. And I think it serves me also in interacting with our couples. I get a lot of feedback for, so I'm, I'm naturally very centered and even tempered. And, and so that also serves me because there could be chaos on the wedding day and I'm like reeling everybody in and my energy does not escalate chaos. And that's a feedback, feedback that I get from couples is just the problem solving and that my temperament uh, brought a peace um, in situations that may have been otherwise not so so great uh wedding day you can it's you know the emotions are a broad broad range and so that empathy um component uh has served me well in terms of being able to capture those moments but also just the rapport that i have with the clients that we work with and the fact that they stay with us uh the the longevity of our client relationships it, it has helped me a lot so tell me more about the longevity and the trust you're able to build with your clients. So people only get married. I mean, people don't, some people get married more than once, but in terms <laughs> more of, than once. in terms of the couples um, that do you then become their um, family photographer or how are those relationships further built after the wedding? So families have many, many needs for commemorating life. Um, so, Wedding is just the beginning of a person, you know, two people's lives together. And, and so a lot of my portrait work, I don't um, market myself for portrait work a lot. Uh, and the bulk of my portrait work stems from past couples. And, um, and so it'll be maternity sessions. I don't do newborns. <laughs> I refer that out, but um, maternity, family events, so showers, graduations, um, they, I do all of these things and I love to grow with, to watch, to be there, to see the, a family grow. It's a really meaningful, beautiful thing um, to see a couple, you know, I have some couples that have two children and I did their wedding maybe three or four years ago and I've now photographed first birthdays and family sessions. And so it's, it's, there's so many things. Uh, people celebrate life for many, many reasons outside of birthdays. Um, there are, you know, retirements. There are, uh, you know, so I've had a couple who we work with who will then call me for their parents' retirement or their parents' um, I've even had some divorce parties. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so there's so many, I you know, there's so many reasons to celebrate life, and and when there is a celebration of life, our 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 couples will call, and so that's really beautiful to have that relationship. That is really beautiful, and and it's a testament to you and your personality and your business ethics and all of that. I'm curious, you know, you mentioned the word celebration of life multiple times. And so I'm curious because, I mean, that's what 
one of the things that photography can do is, you know, capturing those moments. And, but I'm curious then about you and, and your life. How do you celebrate life? What are the things that, that when you wake up in the morning, like what's the first thing that you think about? What, what gets you the most excited? So my family fuels me. I'm very much family oriented. If you follow me on any of like, or connected with me, like on any personal social media account, you'll see, I talk about my children a lot. Uh, and my husband, um, very cliche like that. <laughs> so I, you know, they, the boys, my family, uh, our extended family, uh, a typical day. I'm really simple. I, I go out, I feel like I go out for a living. Um, I'm at events all the time, uh, both for weddings, but also we do um, have some corporate event clients. And so I go, I feel like I go out for a living. So I, when I have time, me time, I just want to do cool, chill things. Like um, we'll go, we live in a beach town. And so we going to the beach or taking trips with our family, seeing the world, we love the boys love a vacation <laughs> um and simple things just I really enjoy simple things we're big movie watchers I'm big binge watcher of cool shows on Netflix and Amazon much like a lot of other people but I just enjoy doing still things with the people I love and it's interesting because I feel like right now I mean that is what we're all being faced with is, you know, what is, what matters to us the most, uh, mm-hmm. because so many other things are kind of stripped away. Uh, and I mean, I think it's a, it's a beautiful thing, um, to, to have to, that's interesting that you say like, Oh, I go out for a living. Um, <laughs> and then, and then we were talking earlier about being that sort of introverted quality. Um, and so, and I think, I'm curious more about that because um, clearly when you come home, you can, you know, kind of have that downtime, although maybe not, you've got three boys and a husband <laughs> and a dog. Um, so yes. <laughs> so um, what's it like to be an introverted wedding people photographer, you know, like how does that balance? So I, I, we were just talk, talking about how much um, there's this common misconception that introverts don't like people. And I love people. I love being around people. Um, I enjoy what I do. And I think a big part of why I love being a wedding photographer is that I get to be in the people environment, but be a fly on the wall, not be in it, in it, you know, like, to, I, I love that. Um, I love that. I, uh, for me, it's not that I, don't love being around people. It's just that I need to fuel up and I need to um, rest up after. <laughs> and but I, I am very much so uh, energized by being around. I love the relationship dynamics and 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 dance floors that are energetic. And um, being an introvert, I. I can turn it up. <laughs> like, um, I become a different, my, uh, one of my associates always jokes that, um, like I'm a complete different person when I'm working. She's like, you know, you, you're about to go to toe to toe with this, uh, seven foot tall videographer. <laughs> Who are you? Um, <laughs> but no, I, that's not, you know, it's it's just that I come out of my shell when I'm working. Um, I love it, um, unafraid. But if you catch me on the personal side, I'm pretty soft-spoken. I'm very very awkward. Um, I exude cool, I think, online, but I'm 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 really not. I'm big nerd, and <laughs> um, and so yeah, that's that's what it's like being an introvert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I always think it's like there's a a differentiation between you can be outgoing at certain times and, you know, it doesn't mean, you know, and then it's just how you need to retreat. And especially if you're an empath, you know, and and you take on everybody's feelings to be at a full wedding with 
like the most emotions going on. Um, I can I can only imagine. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about. I mean, I I mentioned earlier. I'm going to read off some more again. The places that you've been published. So, People Magazine, New York Times, Essence, Brides, Muna Lucha Bride, um, so so many other uh, amazing publications. What was the first time you were published and how did that feel? What did it, what did it change for you? Did it make anything more real or tell us about, about what it is to get published? Uh, uh, very first time I got published was pretty early on in my career as a wedding photographer. Um, I did a style shoot uh, with few vendor friends, uh, not intending for it to go anywhere. And, um, and I submitted it and it felt really great. It's got a multi-page spread. And, um, and I was, I was excited. It was, you know, I was trying to drum up uh, some traffic for the wedding part of my business. And that was the end goal. Um, was, and, and it felt great. And, uh, I realized in the business side of, of things, as I started to develop as a wedding photographer, that uh, real wedding features in particular are just a great way to be in front of the people that you want to attract. And so I started uh, focusing efforts on, on submitting weddings. I eventually got to a point where um, I had, uh, you know, I was on the radar of some editors and every now and again, people would message me and put with requests for something they saw that I posted. Um, and so over time, uh, it, it became, um, it became less, so what's the word daunting, like less, uh, like this unreachable, unattainable thing and more, <laughs> more like I realized that I could now uh, pursue it as a tool to for, for growth for my business. Right. It's so interesting when things, I mean, even like running a photography business, having associates in your photography business, I mean, it, it even things like that, once when they seem unattainable and then you like start doing it, it's like, oh yeah, other people are, somebody's doing this, you know, right, why, right. why can't it be me? But that's right. it, it. It takes a, a, a mindset shift, I think, uh, to along with the experience to to realize that. But OK, let's talk right. about your cover of, of Muna Lucha, Lucci magazine or Brides magazine. It's, it's a gorgeous image. Was that your first cover or like take us to that um, experience? So it wasn't my first cover um i would say so i i before that i had a cover um on heart and soul magazine and, and a new york um city local met actually are they national uptown magazine um and so i had an another business magazine but mona lucci is like the creme de la creme in terms of it they provided a space for featuring uh, brides of color and um, and they really carved themselves out to the top of their the, the industry. And so it was a very special honor to get to shoot, shoot a cover for this publication, um, aside from the fact that they are huge, but also just what they stand for and what their mission is. It was uh, very, it felt like a really great um, accomplishment. Out of, you know, you, I mentioned that you do this for a while, you start to learn what magazines are looking for in terms of submitting real wedding for feature, but this, this was very exciting for me. This was like for something that, um, you know, submitting your wedding for publication had become, has become a part of like the business model. Um, it, it was very exciting and inspiring and it was a collaborative effort of really just amazingly talented people from hair to makeup to styling. The energy was beautiful on the set. And the cover model is Lovey Ajayi. Um, 
and she is just this incredible uh, writer, author, um, blogger, and I had been a fangirl of her since forever, and so it was just really just wonderful to get to to shoot this um, cover. That's such an awesome experience, and I'm 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 well, and congratulations. Um, Thank you. I'm I'm curious if that then like is the mindset because it's interesting to me that you are daring with the types of images you create and trying things with people on their wedding day, you know, (laughs) not not just styled shoots, you know, this is, this is, I think I read something where um, you said, you know, you asked brides and bridesmaids to their hair and makeup is all done to lay down on the ground, you know, tell us tell us about whether it's that one or another sort of big idea that you had that and and just tell tell us a story of of one of those times and and how you convinced your bride or bride and groom or the wedding party to kind of do something different on their day so I think at this point it's um it's a big part of my brand message it's a big part of my word of mouth. So a lot of couples come to, some couples book me for that reason because they want to be pushed, challenged. They want something fresh. And so I, you know, that is a staple in the word of mouth about the experience working with me. So we get um, a lot of our leads from past clients, from people who have worked with us or people who have observed us working. And so that helps a great deal when people come to the table, they booked me for this reason. The other, I mean, it's also puts the stakes high, but <laughs> um, the pressure. The other thing that helps is that I, you know, let's say someone just looks at the portfolio and they don't immediately know that this is what they're signing up for. I'm very, very big on communicating that to people, um, that that's what they, you know, that this is my approach. And I think it's important, whatever your approach and your style as a, when you're providing creative services to give people full disclosure about what your approach and style and what they can expect. So, and then the story that you mentioned is a prime example. So a lot of, you know, a lot of what I do is done in so quickly. Um, I seize opportunities as they unfold. I, you know, I try to plan for things, but one thing weddings have taught me is that you should have a plan, but you should be prepared to improvise. And you should always, Try to sneak in the photo opportunities that you can when you can, because you never know what the day might, how the day might unfold. Weddings get delayed, um, and then you know your one hour of time for portraits is now ten minutes. And so that story that you mentioned, the bride and bridesmaids were lined up on a stairwell, and they were about to walk out to do the processional for the wedding ceremony, and he made a he came back and he said. We, we have a slight delay. It's going to be about 10 minutes. And as I'm standing, I was above them and I looked down and I saw an opportunity, had my assistant run in with a light and I, I, I yelled down to the bride, will you lay down? Would you guys, I see, a, I see something. Feel free to tell me no. Would you, would you mind laying down right where? And they're like, she's like, I trust you girl. I'll do it. And because the bride was down all of the bridesmaids felt, you know, they, people like to feel like they're a part of something magical. And so that certainly helps. That's a great point. People like to feel like they're part of it. And, and when you're the guide and all they have to do is sort of follow what you say, um, then, you know, and it sounds like, and you're a very calm guide during those moments with a vision um, then you make it mm-hmm. happen. I mean, that's what you have to do as a wedding photographer is always be guiding and guiding and guiding and just guiding. having people kind of follow your and lead. Second guessing yourself and not, yeah. you know, yes. really trusting yourself, you know, because if you do, then everyone will also trust you. They'll, they may not see what you see or understand why you're asking them to do what you're asking them to do. But if you are very confident and clear and your vision, then they will trust you. Exactly. Exactly. 
and sometimes you have to be very intentional about that and then it comes starts to come you know very naturally I want to go back a little bit further I always like to find out a little bit about people's childhoods and I I read that you grew uh, born in North Carolina grew up in the Bronx so you're a lawyer and a photographer you said earlier that those were two things that you always you know that you always wanted to be was young Kesha like were you more the like bookie person or were you more the creative um type or or both tell us about your you as a child well i don't know if you like follow or are into astrology um but i'm i would say i was very gemini-ish so i am a gemini (laughs) and i was a i was i was a little of everything so i was a bookworm smarty pants but I was also um I've always had a very vivid imagination daydreamer uh played imaginative games um I was raised an only child so I was very um adept at entertaining myself (laughs) finding making up games um I drew I painted I danced that was a big thing um ballet tap um hip hop I even had a short while where we did dance competitions and and so I was I was a little a little I dabbled in almost everything and it was one of the things that kind of made me I got to a point where I felt like I wasn't exceptional at anything because I did everything and um like I could dance but I wasn't the best dancer in the crew I could you know I was a great student but I was not the valedictorian or I was not, you know, and, and photography ended up being that thing that I felt like, whoa, this is my thing. This is the thing that I'm really, really, this is my thing that I excel at. Nice. I think that's a, yeah, no, I mean, the, the jack of all trades or master of none. Yes. Yes. And I'm, I'm curious if you're, you know, you said your family was very much oriented towards education, get a job, get a career, and that's, you know, and live your life. Um, did, did, are, what do your parents see of you now? Like, is that, was it, uh, when you kind of made that shift, was that a challenge for them? It's, it's interesting. So, uh, my dad's a retired, um, oncology physician and my mom's a retired uh, nurse and um, but my mom my dad used to play the drums in his heyday and my mom was a singer and a painter and an artist so even though she um, you know she excelled on in the educational side and um, she she was a professor for a short stint. She went to Columbia University. So she's, she's very big on education. She went far. She encouraged me to do the same. Um, she was also, she's also an artist. And so it's interesting. Their reactions have been different. Um, my, my mom was surprisingly very supportive. And I say surprisingly, and I should have, I should have, I should have expected that she would have been supportive because of the fact that she's an artist. Um, but she was, uh, she was surprisingly very supportive of me. She wasn't sending me job listings when I told her <laughs> that um, that I was going to do, you know, start my own business. Um, whereas my dad, it took him a while to come around. He would be like, hey, when are you going to start job hunting again? And I'm like, or three years, four years into running a business. Um, so very different, you know, very different reaction um, out of the two of them. They're both in a place where they see that I've been doing this for some time. I'm actually doing better than I was when I worked as a lawyer. So um, pray that continues <laughs> in these uncertain times. But, um, but yeah, they, it, their, their initial reactions were very different. My mom was like full-fledged, like, that's wonderful. You, you, she saw something in me and saw something in my work. And she was excited for me. And my dad, he was like, yeah, that's nice. That's cute. <laughs> that's cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he, he definitely, he, I think, I think they're both proud of me now. I, you know, not 
that they weren't before. But I think they both are at a point where they see that um, that I'm doing it. Yeah. What about your your boys, your kids? Do you think that being an entrepreneur and and I haven't even mentioned you and your husband work together, right? Some of the time on, yeah. on the weddings. And, um, so maybe talk a little bit about that and what that's like. Um, <laughs> but then also have you, have you seen, I don't know, just what it means in your boy's eyes to have a mom that is a successful entrepreneur of her own, right? Um, I, I, I see how mesmerized they are when they realize certain things and they're surprised at certain things. Um, and I mean, certain things like, you know, they have this, uh, they, you know, the other day, cause all the twins know is me as a photographer. Right. And so uh, it was a, like maybe a couple of years ago that they realized, mom, you're a lawyer too. And <laughs> they were just like shocked. Um, but on top of that, when they realized like, wait, you know, this is what, this is how, you and dad are providing for us like they have this um this i feel like they have this awe of of what we do because a lot of their uh, peers their parents um work monday to friday um and mom and dad are around because we're wedding photographers on the weekdays and we hustle and bustle on the weekends um and so they're they're i think it's i'm pretty proud that that's their reality. I hope it inspires them to pursue entrepreneurship, even if they that isn't the only thing they do. I encourage that in them, um, and I hope that's something that they they. I also hope they see that uh, the pursuit of some doing something you love is something that is totally good and okay to do, and encouraged and will be supported. And, um, and so, yeah, I, I, it's, it's very different than how the upbringing that I had. Um, I didn't know the side of my mom when she was, I hear stories of people, you know, well, as, as a kid would tell me your mom was a singer and you, you know, tell me these stories. But my reality was that she was doing the sensible thing. She went to college and she became a nurse and you know, that was my reality. Um, and so their reality is very different than mine. And what a, what a beautiful thing that, that you can see them knowing that or seeing that, um, advice for other photographers who work with their spouse, partner, otherwise. (laughs) Advice. Hmm. I, I would say it's important to, it's hard to disconnect your um, relationship when you're married to someone for like, we're in business mode now. My husband and I bicker a lot uh, every now and again, but we actually work really well together um, when we're not bickering like siblings. <laughs> um, and a big part of that is I think it's a big part of it is adrenaline because the wedding day is like fast paced and uh, lots of things unfolding. And so we're in work mode. Um, But a big part of it is that we bring, I don't believe in leaving your love and um, respect for each other out of that. I don't believe in switching hats to business and now suddenly, and I think, you know, suddenly it's Mr. Lambert, you know, like, I feel like, the fact that we um, treat each other like husband and wife, even when we're working, um, has helped us. You know, we, I'm I'm here to to make things happen for my husband, it's, and he's here to make things happen for his wife, and and that that has helped us to work really well together. I think we both want the same end goal is for happy clients and successful outcome, and so we work towards that with with love that's awesome 
Uh, I want to give some shout outs now that we've uh, are about to sign off. Uh, but uh, Styles Magazine on YouTube is saying you're a humble businesswoman, high end photographer. I, lo- I so love seeing and speaking with individuals like this. Respect Adrian Samuel, shout out, amazing photographer, um, and a whole bunch of other people who are saying hi and thank you. So thank you to everyone for tuning in. Uh, Be sure to follow Kesha. You can check out uh, everything that's going on here on Creative Live TV by checking out the schedule below. If you're not, if you're watching on one of our social media sites, head on over to creativelive.com slash TV. Uh, We've got a full lineup uh, of incredible folks that uh, we are bringing to you now during these times to entertain, connect, inspire. You can see all the, or check out all the episodes of We Are Photographers podcast on creativelive.com slash podcast or wherever it is that you listen to your podcasts. So Kesha, oh gosh, (laughs) I'm about to do my thank you as I'm knocking around the mics. Time to drop our mics. Um, Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much again for being on the podcast. And uh, it's just my, my pleasure to feature you and have you. Thank you so much. My, the pleasure was all mine. Thank you for having me. Kenna Klosterman, and you've been listening to the We Are Photographers podcast from Creative Live. We originally recorded this episode live on Creative Live TV, our new live stream to entertain, inspire, and connect us all during these quarantine times, coming from the living rooms, kitchens, and home studios of the world's top creators. Check out what's playing now and upcoming shows on creativelive.com slash TV. Connect with Kesha Lambert online via her website, keshalambert.com, and at Kesha Lambert on Instagram and Facebook. At Creative Live, we believe there's a creator and a photographer in all of us. And yes, that means you. If you're looking to get fresh perspectives, inspiration, or skills to boost your hobbies, business, or life, head over to creativelive.com and check out the Creator Pass. That's our subscription that gives you access to over 1,500 classes on demand. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review We Are Photographers wherever it is you listen to podcasts. We would love to hear from you, and a five-star review goes a long way. And if you like this episode, tell someone about it. Word of mouth is the best way for us to reach more creators just like you. You can stay up to date with everything happening at Creative Live by following us on social media at Creative Live everywhere. And I'm at Kenna Klosterman on Instagram and at Kenna K Photo on Twitter. Send me a message so we can connect. Thank you again to Kesha Lambert, and I'll see you all next week for another episode of We Are Photographers.